Today we talked with Melissa Maxwell, co-associate artistic director of Great River Shakespeare Festival. We talk about her intro into Shakespeare and acting, her path to the festival, the obstacles of bringing the event back after COVID, and what's next for the festival and herself. You can find more conversations, food reviews, live music and events on our website, lacrosselocal.com. I'm Amy. And I'm Brent. And this is Lacrosse Local. I'm Melissa Maxwell. I was born in Providence, Rhode Island, raised in Seekonk, Massachusetts. I, I feel I have to mention both. I guess like most people, I first got into Shakespeare in school, learning it in high school, but, but then I went to Boston University to become an actor, and that's when I really learned about Shakespeare and got immersed in it. What was your path to the Great River Shakespeare Festival in Winona? I'll give you the shortened version. In 2016, my partner of 31 years passed away. I had actually not been acting in over 10 years. I had been directing solely at that point. But, you know, his death sort of cracked my life open in a way that I wasn't prepared for. And I was just really focusing on leaning into life. And that strangely got me back on stage again. And and so I have Tara Flanagan, co-associate artistic director of the theater to thank. She and I share the position of co-associate artistic director. But when she found out that I was back on stage again, she said, listen, we are looking to cast one more role and I think you would be perfect for it. I had a 40 minute phone conversation with Doug in which I said, listen, you know, this is my first time on stage in over 10 years and I still grieving the death of my partner and I haven't done Shakespeare in close to 20 and he said I'm pretty sure you're the one we want and so in 2017 I found myself playing Queen Margaret so it was art imitating life anyone who doesn't know Queen Margaret and Richard III they kill her husband they kill her son and she is grieving through the play so uh, and it was very cathartic experience for me It's where I found an artistic community and a second home. Just kind of dealing with those difficult transitions that you had in your past life. As a co-artistic director of this festival, what was the process like bringing the event back? I'm sure there was a lot of big changes over this past year. Everything about it is different. You know, we typically do not do outdoor theater, but for us... We, theater is not considered, you know, we're not considered essential workers, but we truly believe that what we do is essential to the community and we didn't want to miss another year. So there were a lot of hurdles in terms of how do we bring it back to the community in a way that it's both safe for the community and for the actors. We had to deal with Actors' Equity, which is the union that sets all the protocols that we have to go through in order to make it safe so that we can actually do theater. It's probably the most expensive year that we've ever produced because we've had to build a stage from scratch and we've had, you know, just the cost of adding in all of the things that we don't normally have to do because we're doing it outside. But we feel like kids at Christmas time, just being able to be back here, doing what we love to do and being able to engage with the community. You are going from, you know, traditionally indoors in a perfect venue in some cases and taking it outside. For me, watching live music recently and performances, 
I think outdoors adds an element to it that, you know, might be a little bit more inviting for people that it might be those first time people have never been. What can people expect who maybe haven't been to the festival before, or even those ones who were at the traditional sort of, you know, in the venues and things like that? Well, that's, that's part of what is so exciting for us is that I think a lot of people, when they hear Shakespeare, they get intimidated. They think, oh, I'm not going to get it, or it's, you know, whatever are all the reasons that people have that block about Shakespeare. But, you know, being outdoors actually, I think, is closer to what it was to do Shakespeare in its in its original form, that it, you bring it to the community and you're, you're doing it in the elements and just, you know, at bars or whatever. You know, it was that kind of thing where it wasn't so pristine. So I'm really excited that being outdoors allows us to engage with people in a way that we probably have not done so before. And I think, listen, we were outdoors yesterday and right behind us was steamboat days. So we were, we were teching and, and we had our final dress with trains going by and people riding rides and eating fried cheese curds and people would just stop and watch. And that's the exciting part of it. And I think people will see that it's more accessible than they thought Shakespeare was that it's a lot of fun, it's family oriented. And so I'm looking forward to more of the Winona community discovering us who might have not previously ventured indoors to see what we were about. As you talked about in the beginning, you're acting in the Tempest. How's that process been like, you know, especially with COVID? I know you said it's been some time since you've acted, but also just throwing in the, the pandemic in the mix. Well, you know, I think that doing it outdoors is the perfect place for this play. I think that this Winonan weather has been like a tempest since we got here. The first two days we were here were gorgeous. And then out of nowhere, it was suddenly 30 some odd degrees and we were all outside and most of us had not brought winter weather wear because we were starting two weeks later than we normally do. So we had all of our clothes pot, you know, that we brought piled on top of us as we were rehearsing outdoors. And then suddenly it was 96, 97 degrees and it was sort of heat stroke adjacent as we were all trying to drink Gatorade. And, and then there are the winds. And so it's been fascinating um, and fun to see how does this play translate in natural elements what's next for the festival i mean are you guys already in the you know it's just it's just beginning you know it's running all the way through august 1st it seems like packed days of just entertainment what is next for the festival do you have anything identified that you've been looking at for this season, in addition to that, we have these events that we do, which we do every season. We have a front porch series, and that will be online this year. So anyone who wants to, they can go to grsf.org and find out what our front porch series is. But each week we bring you something different. Some of them are discussions. We have Judy Tate, who is a four-time Emmy Award-winning writer. She'll be leading a class on writing. We have a, a reading of a play. So each 
front porch series is different. We also have company conversations where people in the community will find out more about the company. You know, what is it to be an actor in the company? They can hear from our designers. So each of those are different. So they can either go to grsf.org and find out about it or call 507-474-7900 and find out more information. And we, of course, are looking to the calendar year for next year. Not ready to announce that, but that will be coming sometime later in the season. So basically, if people want to pick up tickets or find out more, they just head over to grsf.org. And it looks like it has events from free and up all the way through that uh, early August. Yes, exactly. And then again, the number, if they wanted to call, is 507-474-7900. Lacrosse Local Podcast is a production of River Travel Media. Do you have an interview idea you'd like to share with us? Message us on Facebook at Lacrosse Local. Find out more about us at lacrosselocal.com. And you can subscribe to the Lacrosse Local Podcast on your favorite podcast app. If you like us, rate us five stars. We appreciate it.